Please pull up a seat and wind down. Was your sojourn on Rakenjima a pleasant one? The Golden Witch has invited you to a tea party. We hope you choose to attend. Last time, the Ashiramia family discovered Cannon stabbed with a stake and the burnt corpse of family patriarch Kinzo. We begin our discussion by focusing in on Kinzo and whether he has any specific connection to the murders. I think it's certainly like interesting characterization of Kinzo himself that he's like he's this big head of the family and he's had so much expectation placed upon him really early on um and to like revive the Hiroshima legend and like oh because he's got six toes he's supposed to be able to do this um and it's interesting characterization of Kinzo completely unsurprised if that level of pressure uh would make you uh susceptible to convenient like outs for instance a random lady offering you a lot of gold because she's a witch mm. i guess like yeah it's interesting characterization of kinzo at the least yes definitely yeah. i also i also thought it was it was i was surprised to find kinzo dead at that point because i i kind of assumed with all of the build-up of him and how he was all kind of behind this that he would last a bit longer um mm. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, like any any theory where I'm like, oh, like it wasn't actually him is quite in- intriguing because I was just like, yeah. Otherwise, it's just like from his perspective, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get all of these people together on this island. So when I do this devil's roulette thing and kill half the people on the island, it's less likely to be me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still me. <laughs> quite early on, actually. <laughs> Get more people. You can hire unknown numbers of servants. Just hire like 50 servants and then like, do your devil's roulette, mate. Yeah, I was like, he clearly doesn't care about servants. So he could have just, yeah, like hired like 700 people to come and do a party on the island. Honestly, it's the Why 80s. Didn't he just leave? Why wouldn't he just throw a big cocaine party? Come on. Yeah. It's what everyone was doing. Rich people love cocaine. Rich people yeah. do love cocaine. Um, I'm surprised this... it was just alcohol he was into, actually. Uh, it's his devil. I actually taxi. would not be surprised if he was really into coke. That's my big Kinzo theory um, for this, this chapter. This leads me to my big Kinzo theory, which is okay. that Beatorice is Kinzo's drag persona. Oh, he's yeah. preparing, preparing <laughs> for season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I think this could be true. Okay. Um, I do think that Kinzo I I'm willing to believe that Kinzo is behind all of these murders. And I do also believe that like maybe he just likes dressing up as a woman. 
could transition have saved her is what i'm trying to say um, are you saying he's trying to wipe out the rest of his family so that he can live his rest life as a woman without anybody knowing? I would say, knowing? like, yeah. I'm not going to comment on whether this is true or not, but would be one of the best works of fiction of all time. <laughs> Incredible. I know Courtney likes this game. Just saying. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think it would make sense if Kinzo was, like, dressing up as Beatrice, how he's, like, delivered the letter to Maria. He also, like, how do we know that he, like, actually threw the ring away for unreliable narrators? Um, I think Kinzo prepared these letters in advance, threw the wing away as theatre, and is just, like, running around in and out of all of the rooms, scurrying about, being like, <laughs> like, dropping off a little letter from this ceiling, like, and I love this one. <laughs> It does, like, out of all of the characters who I think would be, like, who would go so far as to dress up as Beatrice, he is mm. definitely one of the prime He definitely has the resources yeah. to replicate her look. Yeah, mm. the resources, the, the mm. theatre. He does the live for drama. Sense yeah. of drama. Okay. He yes, so the crux drama. of this theory does depend on is the corpse of Kinzo real or not? Which yeah. I don't believe it is. Even if, uh, even if Kinzo's not the prime suspect, I don't believe that's real corpse of Kinzo. I think they want. I think if Kinzo isn't the prime suspect, he's like somewhere off in the forest, vibing right now, <laughs> and someone's had to be like, "Oh shit, we need a Kinzo corpse. We need to kill another person for the ritual." Okay. Stick a sixth toe on Kraus. Let's shove him in the incinerator. Oh, that, that is a yeah, point. They a don't. Point. They like, don't nobody, check on the, um, They don't go back to. Anyone I mean, to be fair, there, why would they? In the rose. Mm. Why would they? Yeah, I wouldn't go back. No. Hmm. They're trying to detective, but then like they're trying to detective, but like overall they're trying to survive. Whereas we're yes, trying to. Yes, we have the advantage of yeah. we're probably not going to be killed doing this podcast. Probably. <laughs> I've gotten a woman dressed as their body to slip letters through your doors right now. Courtney, if, if, Courtney, if that's the finale of this podcast, please tell us now. It's going to be our, our live show where uh, we start killing random oh members of the audience, ending with us dying. Nice. <laughs> God. So... Following from that, uh, everyone, now that we have both the keys to the study, uh, the survive remaining surviving, what is it, like eight? Eight people there? I don't do math, so. Something like that. Eight, eight or seven or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, decide to go to Kinzo's study because they have both the keys and it, like, it's an auto-lock door. There's everything there. It's got, like, a kitchen and, like, a bathroom. Um... Which again mm. raises a question of why did Kinzo leave? Uh, so, uh, as they approach it, everyone comments on how weird it smells. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. this is the devil's absence. It's like, it's one of the first lines of the game, I think, describes the, the, the sickly sweet smell of his study. And then every single person who goes in there describes it again. And I'm like, <gasps> is it just the absence, though? Is it something... Is it going to be something occult or a clue mm. of some kind? Because they bring it up so yeah. much. Yeah. 
have my eye on you, smelly <laughs> attic. Grandad, <laughs> clean your room. It smells so bad. He's he's hiding this uh, the like the smell of him resin casting himself a pair like a, a, a chest piece so that he can do proper Beatrice drag. What a fucking um, icon. It's covering up this the the sickly sweet smell is covering up the smell of three like like six toed corpses that he has stashed in like the back <laughs> yeah. to be him he's when he throws to, like, it on the place. Latex mold an extra toe oh on these God. things. Yeah. Um <laughs> I also, uh, as they go into the study, um, uh, Battler comments that the door has the little yes. scorpion motif on it, the same as the uh, trinket that um, Maria give, gave to him. If Kinzo believes Beatrice is a benevolent witch, why has he blocked her from going into his study where he spends well, all of his we life? Well, we don't know whether he's trying to block her or block something else. Yeah, and it it does suggest, like, yeah, because it's, it's a protection against magic, <laughs> mm. isn't it? I'm like, yeah, who is who is he afraid of using magic on him? I, is there I, another He could another also witch, have maybe, no or... idea what he's doing and just thought it looked cool. <laughs> But he clearly does because he like reads up mm. on this shit all the time. That's true. So I do, I do. I think either it's another witch or he doesn't totally trust Beatrice. Or both. Or both. Because mm. um, if he thinks there's another witch, he's like, oh, Beatrice will protect me. And it's like, what well, if well, she doesn't? Well, the family assumed that he might have been lured out by someone like pretending to be Beatrice. So she could have been like, oh, help, I can't get in. Your creepy doorknobs are keeping me out. And he's like, oh, one second. I'll, I'll I mean, all... to you, darling. I trust... <laughs> all it would take. <laughs> I love this. Oh. Diversity wins. Your your trans your trans <laughs> grandma just killed your entire family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. God, I've gone from like ah oh, Beatrice drag persona to full like Kinzo is trans. Yes. <laughs> I- I'm right. And he's he's making it everyone else's problem. <laughs> he really is. God. <laughs> oh God, women be like that. Am I right? <laughs> Oh my god! So when he was when he was talking to me would... about like what if he'd been a man, what he was really saying was you should trans your gender too. You yeah. should try it, <laughs> please. I can't deal with this. But yeah, like li- like realistically, all it would take to get Kinzo out of his room is someone standing within like. Eye shot of his window dressed as Beatrice. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, he's down <laughs> bad. Yeah, he's out there. Fair so, um, but then it would require someone else to have a good Beatrice cosplay. Mm. And how many people have we got doing that? At this <laughs> Wouldn't point? it just be really funny if everyone on the island had an identical dress <laughs> for like various nefarious purposes? Um, golden butterflies, mm. like. It could. I think it might be easier to fake like trick of the light golden butterflies than a full. Oh, that's true. Oh, I was the butterflies were ones that were sticking with me. I was. I don't know how you would do that. 
I think um, you could do it with mirrors and light. Or certainly you could make something that looked like a fluttering butterfly without, like, much inspection, which I don't imagine many people are giving them much inspection. If you're inspection doing it from... Right. It's in the dark yeah, as well. If you're window, there's that quite a lot of appear. distance there. So... Um, yeah. yeah, a couple of, couple of like, lights yeah. going around I in the forest. I suppose the only thing is, do you buy that Kenzo was there in the morning? Because that's... That's he did claim to see him in the morning in his study. We I think throwing a lot of suspicion on her, so maybe. I think it would be it would be weird from like an unreliable narrator perspective to have a full on conversation that we witnessed with someone who just wasn't there. <laughs> um I'd be intrigued to see how they'd actually clear that one up. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm my my thought at the moment is that it's it's a, that that was supposed to make you trust Natsui mm-hmm. more, um, and that that did happen. But that means that she's she's well sus. <laughs> Got my uh, eye on you. <laughs> so, Natsui. Natushi. <laughs> so we um uh they go into the study, they immediately check doors, windows, and walls. Doesn't seem like there's any secret passageways or like anything that's unlocked. Um and they so yeah, they set up in there and that's where Battler kind of puts together that um the murders are following the epitaph. Oh, actually, yeah, fucking oh, finally. Wait, before that, also yeah. they put together that Beatrice was probably a real person. Yeah, and yes, that, yes, regardless of whether she's a real witch, she was probably and real. That she probably died before the mansion was completed, and Kinzo was probably cheating on his wife with her. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, there's implication that maybe like. Genji was trying to pretend that the witch was haunting the mansions so that, like, to yeah. comfort Kinzo because of how much he loved Beatorice, which is, like, a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I don't... He's like, my boss is having a hard time. Shall I gaslight <laughs> him about this witch haunting his house? Which yeah. also makes sense why the servants will, on cue, pretend they can see Beatorice in order to continue gaslighting people mm. and yeah. gaslight Batman. Mm. Mm. Doesn't make sense why people are dead, though. Yeah, I'm like, it's gone a bit far now, hasn't it? Surely. around the time people started dying, I'd be like, alright, boss. Let's maybe, like, take it down to, like, a two. You're gonna have six deaths, and then Mm -hmm. too many after that. No. Also, (laughs) I'd pretended that a witch was real for so long, and then either the witch or my boss has started killing people in the name of that lie, the first thing that I would do would be like, okay, gang, I have to come real with you. I've been pretending that Beatrice is real this whole time. I think that Kinzo might have taken this too far. Like, I'd complain about that ASAP, so it didn't sound really fucked up when it like then came to yeah. light. Yeah. Like, it's a bit late in the game to be mm-hmm. saying this. Um... Genji though is sus. Genji is pretty just in sus general in this chapter. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's like there's there's just a few little things. Like, he's he's the one who tells Natsui early in the morning that like the phones mm. are down, 
And granted, we do get a bit with Canon trying to contact Goda on the phone and the phone isn't working. But like, aside from that, like, we don't really have anything apart from his word that all of the phone Mm. lines are down. Um, which becomes especially relevant when one of them rings later. <laughs> and then and then he's also like, oh, and also the emergency radio didn't work. And no one's like, should we check? More than one person check? And he's like, no, it just doesn't work. And then like, I also find it weird that he he's talking in, I think it's in the kitchen earlier. He talks about how like he, he's like, oh, the, the roulette has chosen its people or whatever. Like he seems to believe that it's like fate that the six people who died um died because of kinzo's Mm -hmm. like revive beatrice um ritual but then he also seems to like feel weirdly safe Mm. that because he's like kinzo's right-hand man that he's not gonna die i'm like if you truly believe it's random then you shouldn't feel safe at all (laughs) so what do you believe also fucked up that he then like is like oh if we're going with the like kinzo triche plan then um (laughs) i think him being like uh kind of in cahoots would probably be logical, given that he's, like, Kinzo's most trusted confidant. Someone has got to, like, help her, like, get in Especially and out of that age. fucking corset. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Genji. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Genji's the one person that knows uh, Beatorice's secret, that she's uh, really Beatorice. <laughs> But even even if but yeah, there's a lot that doesn't add up about what he says to people and mm, what he thinks. I do think the stuff know. with the um the radio is interesting that no one else checks because mm-hmm. no one else checks, which it in- means that the entire like locked island situation might have entirely been fabricated by him. I mean, I suppose even if they did yeah, get get to someone on the radio, it was a storm. It would have been pretty hard for anyone to come yeah. and get them. Well, that, that's another thing. It's like, it's like that's so convenient, mm. isn't it? Why didn't they I'm move it? I'm still hung up on that. I'm like, how did you do this? Yeah, like, like, how did you manage to plan all of this and know that the typhoon would hit directly over the time that you needed it to Who be? Who organised this? Why didn't no, why did no one in the email this? chain go, guys, there is a typhoon coming. Can we move this to Easter? What kind of secret, like, magic meteorologists they have that can predict things so accurately? <laughs> Why don't we have them in Point the real to world? Be she made a storm. That's the witch explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, obviously, like, that's the witch one. So what's the <laughs> other one? And will the it even one... be... <laughs> the other one is that, like, there's a storm, but it's not so bad that they're stuck on the oh, island and they've hidden the fact that they can't radio off. Mm, that's mm. true. It could be, like, not as bad as they're making it out to be. Um, Yeah. And no one's gone down to the seaside. No one's attempted to leave the island to mm. check. Um, and there's someone in a helicopter really high up just pouring big buckets of water on them because it's not <laughs> raining enough. <laughs> Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kinzo set up an elaborate um, rain machine uh, only around yeah. the mansion. So if they left and went into the forest, they noticed it was actually a really nice day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
in the in the study um they they chat about Beato Meche um, and the epitaph and so on and as they're talking and uh there's a uh, another western style envelope that appears on the desk with the seal in it uh, and uh, Natsuki's immediately like uh, there is an imposter yeah, among us. Yeah she fully like calls for an emergency meeting um, and is like, yeah, she's like I saw Maria Vent. I was <laughs> yeah I saw Maria Vent. I was over by that I was I was doing cards I was over by the portrait <laughs> I was looking at the epitaph. I, I <laughs> turned around. These people were there. They're there. One of these people is responsible. Yeah. Is in cahoots with the killer. And therefore, I'm going to kick them all out the study. Yeah. Um, yes. So This was the point when I got really suspicious of Natsuri. <laughs> yeah. Because I... Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that, like, was it Battler, Jessica, and George were all looking at the epitaph, oh, and so they weren't standing near. With them. So it couldn't have been um, yeah. then. So it had to be Nanjo, Nanjo Genji, Genji or Maria. Maria. Yeah. Or um, But I don't, yeah. Like, I mean, this is like. It's interesting, because if we go for the Natsutri's theory, we could always posit that mm. one of the servants did leave it as, like, a reason for her to, like, kick them out, and then, I don't know, mm-hmm. have one of them commit a bunch of murders and then leave, like, a fake body or something. Yeah, or it's Or Maria. it's Maria. Um, yeah. Because... Again, I... She's... Not entirely sure how she would. I guess she's with like three old people. She could maybe like. I. I don't know that Maria is the one that does the killing. Oh, but she leaves out the notes. These people. She leaves out the notes on yeah. And then someone else, and then maybe uh... one of the six. Who? Yeah, or yeah. Kinzo, if you think Nazi. But like, yeah, it. It. I don't know. In a way, I could see her action as reasonable yeah. given her emotional state at the time. Is probably like fully. Yeah, I, I, I just think it was for, for me. It was I found it suspicious that Natsuhi was the one who found mm. the envelope originally, and at no point did she like did anyone consider whether she was the one who put it down. Yeah. Because that would have been super easy for her to do if she'd just been like, "Oh, mm. look at this!" <laughs> like slipped it under the table in front of her, um, yeah. and it engineered a really good way then for say if it was Natsuhi and then one of the original six dead people, that engineers a perfect excuse to send a group of people to a killer. Dubious as their relationship is, Rosa's mum is one of the six that's dead. Oh, yeah. And if it's like, yeah, that's it. Rosa is one of the six that's dead. And uh, we get a lot here about like Natsuhi being like a mama bear and protecting uh, Jessica. And like, it's interesting that uh, Maria hasn't got anyone protecting her. Yeah, she says to Jessica, I would become the worst kind of demon to protect you. Yes, I wrote that down as well, because I was like, this is, um, yeah, I was like, that's, like, aside from anything else, that's a perfect Mm -hmm. motive. 
yes, if she felt she needed to do some sort of move to secure her daughter's future. Mm. Yeah. Also, they've been referring to Beatrice as a demon this whole fucking time. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing for, a very incriminating thing to say in the circumstances, to be yes. honest. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting move from Natoshi, but. <laughs> Strange one, Natoshi. <laughs> interesting um, but yeah no I, I i on the the maria side i do think like if maria is involved i think she's like a kind of messenger mm. kind yeah of i don't think accomplice without necessarily yeah. like yeah i don't think she's killed anyone but she might have moved some stuff or like given some messages well she generally helped um out a bit. she's probably the easiest to manipulate regardless you can from the sounds of things yeah. you can kind of just tell her anything which related and she'll go along with it um so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah uh so she, so she kicks everyone out uh in the study uh and then it's about uh 11 30 at night and they get mm -hmm. a mysterious phone call, even though this morning apparently the phones are out. Um, and they there doesn't seem to be anyone on the other side except for a young girl singing, presumably Maria. Um, yes. So they head down to the yes. parlour. And um, mm -hmm. uh, when they get there, they see uh, the... Um, uh, faceless, staked corpses of the three servants and uh, Maria standing face against the wall uh, singing. Uh, the door was also locked when they tried to get in and yeah. you know, they had to unlock it with a master key. Um, also, so this immediately, I was like, this is another stereotypical, like, this feels really cheap horror. You've got like a child mm. singing face against the wall. Like, there's so many horror tropes just all bundled together here. I was like, this is kind of a bit cheap, and I was a bit like, eh. Fair enough, eh. yeah. It is, it's very much like, hmm, we have this creepy nine-year-old. What do we do? Uh, let's have her do some, yeah. sing some old-fashioned sounding songs. But yeah, it does, it does like, it does raise into question as well, like, if this was, if this was humans doing it, like, They've fabricated it to be exactly That's that. That's true. They are playing <laughs> like, on like a trope, I guess. They're like, "Ooh, what's a creepy thing? Let's make the girl sing." That is because they do specifically like, ask. She yeah. says that Beatrice came into the room with magic, asked her to do it, asked her to turn around and sing, and then killed everyone, and then left with magic, and then lured them, and then presumably lured them down with the yes. phone. Um, um, oh. Uh, so yeah, it's all very staged the letter, again. By the way, that yeah. they received in the study had an ancient symbol for Discord on there, implying I'm like, OMG, Beatrice is a Discord mod. Another <laughs> point to translate. activated. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It comes off. It says Beatrice is playing. <laughs> 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 like months of Among Us to prepare for this scheme. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh god. Um, Beatrice has invited you to a server. Love. Um, 
so we get uh, so the, there's been all that so it's been implied that this was kind of a whole setup by the culprit to get everyone in place for this scene to happen um Mm-hmm. And so they're all in the parlor. Um, oh, Maria says that she wasn't killed because Baffler gave her a scorpion charm before they left the study. And that's what protects her. Yeah. There's a there's a really cute little moment. Like, Battler and Maria have been having some problems. Battler's been, like, whacking yeah. Maria all the time. And they do have, like, a, a tender moment where it turns out that he hasn't lost the charm after all, even though he lied and said he had earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, he gives it to her because she's going to go, like, out into the, the murder room and, and stuff. And, like, that is tender and heartfelt, if not, like, weirdly misplaced because creepy demon child and person who keeps hitting her, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, but I think, I, yeah, it's a sweet scene. Um, yeah, it's tender. So, uh, they notice that Natsuki is not in the parlor anymore and I think it's Maria who says that she was reading a, another letter and ran out they try to leave the parlor yeah. she's placed like a big like candle chandelier like thing over the door outside so that they can't mm-hmm. open it um, and we yeah. see her outside with her gun confronting a storm of golden butterflies we hear a yeah. gunshot go off the kids break down the door and that they've and they find that Natsuki has a bullet lodged in her forehead. Yes. Yeah, and wasn't it like a sawn off shotgun? So shouldn't it be more like a big shrapnel spray if she'd actually been <laughs> shot with her own gun that she mm-hmm. was using? Yeah. Yes. So the kids are confused yes. about whether she shot herself or whether there was someone else there. But how could there be someone else there? Everyone else is dead. Um point to dead people colluding Natsuhi uh, they had a disagreement about who mm. would uh, get the gold or whatever afterwards and uh, they like you've already killed an entire island full of people kill Natsuhi as well yeah. I suppose yeah, that, yeah um, don't trust your accomplices in a scheme mm-hmm. like this um, yeah yeah, um, we don't know what that letter said. That letter said could what that letter said yeah. could be like, "Lol, I'm leaving now and taking all the gold for myself." Yes, we, we yeah, never we never find letter. out what it says. Do true. we? Um, and then, as the clock strikes midnight, we see Maria with the portrait subject, someone who looks a lot like the picture of Beatrice. And the game kind of cuts off there and we get the uh, epilogue uh, reel. Mm-hmm. I'm messaging is... my friends. I'm telling them she's got professional hair and lighting. She doesn't look like that in real life. It's okay. <laughs> she's been months of age before she did this shoot. Honey. <laughs> don't, don't, like, don't be intimidated. We will get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll look this good after you've murdered thirteen people as well. Oh my god, it's the ultimate right. beauty regime. That's the ritual. <laughs> the witches from Stardust had oh, it right. It will make sense. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's so the game says when the storm cl- clears and the seagulls cry once more, there are no survivors. 
the uh, when the police come to the island, uh, the supposed survivors are missing, and there doesn't and but they conclude that they're probably dead. Um, it becomes known as the Rockenjima mass murders, or among the occult community, uh, the legend of the witch murders. Um, a yes. bottle later washes up with the story we have just read, uh, inscribed on its pages, signed by uh, Ushiromiya Maria, who um, begs uh, for the reader to discover the truth. And uh, the police are fairly sure that she wrote it because a piece of her jaw was found at the scene, which they identified with dental records. Um yeah. Um, uh, point to unreliable narrator. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is the point. This is the point where I was. I really mm-hmm. lost the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I thought I had some kind of handle on what was going on, and then this happened, and I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. What the hell is happening? Um. But yeah, so this kind of implies that Maria is the narrator of everything mm-hmm. that we've already read um which does really bring in a whole load of questions like how does like why is the seat why is it they're not narrated from maria's point of view why is it from mostly from like battlers thoughts i have Um, i have an opinion about that but i do think it is interesting that we get the version of events that confirms the most that the witch is real and maria is the one that most believes in the witch Yes, we get we um, get the the the, the showdown yeah. with the witch at the end. We get Canon talking to a witch. We we get like the door is locked for real for real. We get the receipt. I suppose is the real. other thing is we don't know if Maria wrote it. We just know that they signed it, Maria, and that they confirmed that Maria was probably actually on that on the island that day. Yeah. So yeah. there's also a potential that the narrator is Beatrice. Um, <laughs> potentially <laughs> as well <Yeah. laughs> um, yes. which raises all sorts of questions uh, um, it does say that uh, the truth has not been discovered to this day so whatever happened on that island no one was able to figure it out I yes. at this moment was like okay I've not got any idea what the other episodes are going to be because yeah, I was like, I what? thought we were going to take the whole novel for everybody to die. Yeah, it was. It really confused me when like they started talking about like the twilights happening because I, I, because of the nature of what a twilight is, assumed that it would be one mm, per day. Yeah, and not how many of many like there were in twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the pacing of it really did sh- shake me a little bit on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have a theory about that as well. Um, but this will all come to light when we hit the tea yes. party. Yes, the tea parties both helped and made it immeasurably worse. Shall I go into summarizing the tea party? Yeah. So go on. this is a separate part of the game: the tea party. Uh, we begin, and it's kind of framed like a kind of like cast rap party with the cast of the mystery, specifically Battler, George, Jessica, Maria, Shannon, and Cannon, who talk about how they died as if they like just like were in a play or something. Um, they're sat in a, a, a location that's introduced to us as Purgatorio, 
Uh, it's just like a like a tea room, basically. Um, yeah, yeah, it's new art, it's which new is art. cool. It's cute. Um, so they all talk about, oh, uh, well, wasn't it weird and gruesome how we all died? Really sad, no one managed to solve it. But I guess the witch was real, which all of them say, except for Battler, who's still there like, what are you on about? There's no way witches are real. Motherfucker is talking to a dead person being like, witches aren't real. <laughs> I know, like, in his, in his, like, I, I personally would find it very difficult to accept a lot of the things that happened to him as supernatural. But considering where he was at the end, and, like, I was, I'd be like, yeah, at that point, I'd be like, yeah, no, witches, I guess, are real yeah. then, yeah. Mm. He seems uh, pretty convinced that um, witches are not real, uh, despite everyone else insisting that they are. Um <laughs> I really like the narration in this bit as well because the narration in the whole of episode one remained fairly neutral, and in this it just goes full like, like <laughs> being like Battler ignorantly said this, <laughs> <laughs> stubbornly he refused, and I was like, okay, this narrator is really fucking bitchy about the fact that Battle is not like going with this at all. I hope um, this carries on forward. Yeah, me too, and be- I. Um, yeah, and I do think that like it being either Maria or Beatrice for that then becomes a lot more possible. So what's really <laughs> fun here is he keeps denying it, and then Beatrice herself shows up and is like, <laughs> "Hi, I'm Beatrice. I did all these murders." And he's like, "No, no, no you didn't." <laughs> so Where's the proof? She's come so far. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like. I'll do all this magic and I'll show you exactly how I did it. Maria is like, Batley, you're being a bit of a flat earther right now. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Um, So then Beatrice blows into her magical cigar, cigarette, pipe thing, and the smoke turns into the scene of uh, Ava and Hideyoshi's murders, which Batley's like, you were really proud of this one. Um, Nice (laughs) nice trick! trick. (laughs) And she, um... And she's like, how did, I, how did I do this? And he's like, well, there might have been some sort of device that shoots stakes. And she's like, well, how could you get an eye line? And he's like, I don't know. And she's, how did you do it? And she's, uh, magics the stakes to fly around the room into the victim's foreheads. Incredible sound effect. I went back and played this like three it's or four so times for my partner because the sound effect is just hilarious like Microsoft PowerPoint ricochet noises and then <laughs> and it's like it's so good. I think those are from the original like 2008 release of the VN and I'm so glad they kept them so good it's so good it's so good um so uh, uh, that like, like kind of can't really come up with any explanations that he keeps being like, well, what if there was some kind of weird mechanism or like a trap or some trick that I'm not picking up on. And she's like... And I'm like, she's right here. Stop calling her slurs. (laughs) 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 So then she's like, oh, I like you. You're the kind of man I want to make kiss my toes. And he's like, I'll make you kiss my ass. Um... How many toes does she have? Let's check. <laughs> this game is already too toe heavy. 
okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need that. to do this. <laughs> um, statistically, one in five people have a foot fetish, which means out of the 19 people we've met so far in this novel, there's got to be at least three, maybe mm. four. Just just so that we all know so, that. So, as, <laughs> as Bathler keeps denying... Audio listeners, Jazz is looking really withering <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Someone oh. had to be the podcast idiot. It's me. <laughs> I just, I hate feet so much. <laughs> I, just... I respect that. I respect that. Oh. I uh, visited a friend today and was wearing uh, the, a pair of shoes that I don't wear with socks and so brought socks specifically so that I wouldn't have to have my feet out at my friend's house because I hate feet so much. That's that's <laughs> the kind of thing I, I, I respect a lot. Yeah, I, I can't get my toes out. Are you kidding? Toes out for Beatrice. Uh, you know, really, you know, like... You know, like when there's a, like, if you're scared of spiders and you see a spider on the wall, you have to keep looking at it to be like, where is it? Where is it? Has it moved? I don't mm. want it to get close to me. It's like, like that when I'm in a room with people with bare feet, I have to keep looking at them. Like, they're not going to touch me, are they? Where are they? What are they <laughs> <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Beautiful. How, how dare you slut shame uh, Beatrice? King shame. King shame Beatrice like this. I'm not gonna yuck her yum. It's just not my yum. <laughs> Is she so she's into Kinzo because he has he yeah, has an extra one. Mm, six toes. Ooh, Ooh. get me some of that. So uh, as Baffler keeps <laughs> denying uh, the magic, uh, uh, everyone else in the room starts dying. Um, in the manner that yes. they died originally. Cannon starts bleeding out. Like those cuts. Yeah, Cannon starts yeah. bleeding out via the chest. Uh, Shannon, half of Shannon's face falls off. And uh, everyone else is kind of reduced to like gore. Yeah, flesh. Flesh, flesh pile. Flesh pile. Flesh pile. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, Beatrice once again is like, I will make you submit to any battles. Like, no, you won't. And then the. Uh, Tea party ends. So there's some really. Go on. Do you want to go? Um, so one thing I find is really interesting at the end of that is that despite the entire way through the tea party, they're all like Beatrice exists. How can you not see that? Jessica, when she's dying, says to Battler, "Like, keep keep not believing. Mm. Like, work out what really happened." And I'm like, ooh. ooh. Um. It's like, because you won't believe the magic is waning, don't let the mm. witch break your spirit, uh, are two things yeah. that he says. And Valet himself identifies that Maria said, like, if even one person doesn't believe, the miracle won't be real. And I'm like, that's the plot of the game. Mm. Yes, I agree. Battler trying to solve this fucking stupid mystery. This, this perfect, God's perfect idiot is going to try and figure out how a human can get an ice pick through a locked door. Um... And in doing so, it will mean that yes. she didn't do it. It will deny yeah. the magic. Yes, it will write. Her, it will write her out of yeah. existence. Yes, and I think that's, that's supposed to be the happy ending that like the evil witch doesn't get released on the world. Yeah, I did then go. Fuck! Am I going to have to read Umineko again? 
Am I going to have to read this same... Go- Am I going to have to listen to them talk about 10 tons of gold for, like, eight more times? I don't want to do that. Fortunately... <laughs> yeah, the moment where you... In the, re- <laughs> the moment you realise that you're going to have to go through this scenario several more times. <laughs> like, ah, no, please! I don't care about the yen value of gold. I've never cared about the yen value of gold, and I certainly won't the, like, 12th time through. They Shut might skip up. that bit this time. Maybe. They're fairly sparing you with having know. to repeat details, because I think they assume you're paying attention. That's nice. Or, yeah, like, usually, because, like, I played quite a few visual novels, which you literally do play the same bit of the game multiple times over <laughs> and over again. If you if they make you do that, they give you a skip dialogue function. <laughs> um, mm. So that's nice. Um, you won't have to replay chapter so one assume... unless you're insane like me and are podcasting about it. Yeah, no. yeah. I, it you want to get deep like, to the lore. I don't want to have to replay like the whole section of them coming to the island and so on, you know, where it's like, oh, we've got to get the plane and then the the boat and then everything. I assumed yeah. it was going to be the same series of events, but different things would change each time. Um, yeah. What I'm assuming is that the dice roll for the six people who die will be different. Ooh. But I don't know. I don't know if, like, Ooh. that will actually be true or whether that will be the only thing that changes. But I think that would be quite interesting because that would be a way to get characters we haven't had a lot of time with, see more mm. of their personalities and stuff. I would but be really t- interested if Rosa survived because I think it'd be interesting to see how she, like, affects how Maria mm. goes acts mm. going forward. Yeah. If she does. So, yes. speaking of new games, uh, we have the Hidden Tea Party. Familiar name. Yeah. Uh, which features uh, a rather cryptic conversation between Beatrice and a witch called Burncastle. <laughs> Burncastle showed up and I was like, oh, I, I see. Like, we're really, we're really far out of what I was going mm. with. <laughs> yeah, Burncastle is serving <laughs> witches in my murder mystery. I know. I was like, oh, okay. Burncastle is serving a very different vibe to, like, a lot of the other stuff in this VM. Uh, and uh, they talk about how powerful each other is. Burncastle apparently defeated uh, a powerful witch called Lambda Delta. And uh, she, but she says that Beatrice could destroy her if she wanted to. But she's come to Beatrice's realm to alleviate her boredom, because if boredom catches up to her, she will die. She then um, uh, turns to the to us, the reader, and says, uh, "I'm rooting for you, by the way, haha. <laughs> but also, I'm a bit sinister." <laughs> and that's the end of the hidden tea party i i love that fucking moment where like just the the art style like shifted ever so slightly so that the the eyes instead of looking over there just turned to like <laughs> look straight at you i was like mm, mm, love that moment it was so stupid <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair i think i will say i think i've been a little bit harsh on the like uh quality of horror that's been going on i i want to like uh, clarify i love cheesy stuff like i'm i'm lo- i love stuff that's <laughs> camp 
Um, and so although I think it's it's cheap and it's cheesy, I don't think that that should make it any less fun if that's your yeah. cup of tea. It's not mine. I don't find like <laughs> that kind of horror fun, but I can see where you would find it fun. I just also think it's like not the world's most groundbreaking story mm. writing. Hence why I'm bringing it up. Um, so like, yeah, the eyes shifting and stuff. It's like, okay, okay. But also it's I think fun. it's fun. Yeah. Like I like meatloaf. <laughs> some people like Umineko. That's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> to me, I'm always such a massive fucking sucker for any piece of media that turns out to be meta. Mm. Just anything <laughs> like that. It just... Yeah, it t- tickles my pickle. <laughs> we're get well. We're getting very messy with these two tea parties. Um, yes, suddenly gone from something which was fairly grounded to something a lot more out there. So yeah, yeah, and so it raises a lot of questions as to what like the player's role in the rest mm. of the game is going to be as well, because like. It's a visual novel. I assume we're still going to do an awful lot of reading. But I don't know whether we will have any interaction or Mm. not in the rest of the game. Like, is is the power of, like, the player and thing going to be mostly about witnessing Mm. and witnessing the differences and stuff between the the different scenarios? Or is it going to be something we can actually Mm. change? Well, you have to remember... Um, that you as the player can have better or clearer deductions than the cast of characters, and that in its own way is kind yes. of the power that you have. Yeah, and whether or not we can let any of those characters yes. know, because they don't... The only people... the Beatrice and Burncastle are so far the only people who have acknowledged our yes. existence, because I think they're the only people who can yes. see us. Um, so whether or not we're going to be presented at some point to characters in the in the house or not one of the things i have on my exciting uh theory document that i now have um was like it's the the maria and beatrice being linked somehow and originally i was like is it a possession kind of thing where like the the witch personality is beatrice coming through maria or, um, like, Maria mentions that Beatrice has a familiar, or has <laughs> familiars, and I was like, is Maria a familiar? Like, it kind of seems like they're very they're very linked, um, even to the extent where it's like, maybe they're the narrator. And also, uh, one thing I did notice that was super interesting was, in the character screen that you can look at whenever you're playing the game, um, I don't know, it's not clear who the narrator of like the character descriptions is until they're dead. And then it's really obviously Maria. Because it has her creepy laugh on the bottom of at least one of them. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, <laughs> I and so noticed I noticed that. That's really interesting. Yeah, so like, like their normal descriptions of them are just like really neutral and it just tells them you about the person and then when they're dead it has a different description telling you like how they died and it's got this kind of personality to it um and i wasn't again wasn't sure if it was beatrice or maria because it had maria's laugh but it had yeah it does have the sounds like but it, it could also be beatrice so like yeah they're quite 
they're quite linked and i don't know what that means yeah yeah uh hmm (laughs) it's all i have to say on that one um I did get really excited as well for a second in the um, once I'd finished all of it, you can look at the character menu just from mm-hmm. the main screen. And there was an execute and resurrect button there. And for a second, I was like, oh, my God, like, do we get to like during I was like, do we get to decide which ones die and stuff? And then I was like, oh, no, right. It's 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 an opportunity to, for you to see their death description. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I was if like, you try oh, okay. executing Beatrice um, or Vern uh, Castle. I think I did, and I don't wrote. I don't remember what it said on it, and I well, didn't write it down. Um, basically, they both say, <laughs> "You can't kill us, lol." Nice try. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's um, interesting, but you 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 can kill people who. Um, like you can kill like Battler, for instance, who didn't have a death screen. Yes. Like you wouldn't have been able to see that when you were playing the episode because he was still alive yes. up until the very end. They um, say that when Battler still denied magic, uh, the survivors were devoured by demons and dragged to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of like biblical references here. Mm. There's references they they reference like specific demons, mm. and then there is a moment where they also reference the seven sins and accuse Canon of wrath, and they say that's his mm. sin. And I think that's going yes. to be a long term keep because I mean partially because I know that there's some like Dante's Inferno stuff going on and I know that those are both like Dante's Inferno things but also I wonder if we're gonna get like a cyclical thing where um things reference each other and the way people die references Mm. like the sin or whatever I don't know I don't know um I was also interested in this and I did a bit of research (laughs) (laughs) because we love to see it I know you know the the stakes yes so there were seven stakes involved and each one of them had a name on Mm. it Mm -hmm. and it tells you in the death descriptions of the characters and also in the credits i think at the end of the episode one which which stake was whose um and interesting i was talking to my flatmate who knows because i was asking about occult stuff because they know a lot about occult stuff and they were telling me like oh this sounds a bit like this or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, the names are the seven princes of hell yes um and specifically from like some some guides demonology demonology classification that links every single one of those with one of the seven deadly sins Mm -hmm. so i looked up which ones they were um and some of them make quite a lot of sense and then some of them i was like no i don't really know what they were getting at with this because interesting like, yeah so canon would be wrath mm-hmm. so anger yeah, yeah he's sense, a short angry guy kinzo's greed yeah, which sure. also makes a lot of sense uh genji's pride mm. which i'm like yeah he seems a fairly prideful individual i can see that um yeah. Kumasawa is envy, and I'm like, she's a servant. I suppose that makes sense that she, she might envy the people that she works for. Talk um, about um, when she's talking about like haha boobs. She or is like haha. When I was young, you would have squeezed my boobs. Envy youth of, of youth, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ava is lust. 
Mm, yeah, well, they did um, just fuck. They did just fuck. Um, and so Hideyoshi is gluttony, uh, which I didn't. I was like, I hope that's not just a cheap fat joke because I can't really. He don't owns really... a restaurant, I guess. Restaurant chain. Does he? <laughs> okay, maybe. Um, um, I want to put a pin in Eva being lust. Also, like, could be lust for like glory mm. or lust for power because she does lust after both of those things. She does, she does. And that leaves Nanjo as sloth. Hmm. Can't believe they've gone with another cheap fat joke, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, so those two I was like, I don't really interpret them as anything but cheap fat jokes, really. Um, other than maybe the fact that Nanjo might have been coasting a little bit on the fact that he was the personal physician for someone who uh, did not actually care about his physical health at all. So he was probably just being paid to live in the house and play chess. Um, yeah. Which sounds fucking great, honestly. Yeah. If you Talk like chess, Nanjo. anyway. Um, I, I, it sounds great even if you don't like chess that much. That's a really <laughs> yeah, easy honest. life. <laughs> yeah. And you know this motherfucker's going to die at some point and you'll have quite fat stats so that you can go and uh, do off your own thing. But yeah, so there's so specifically there could only be seven stakes because there are only seven The princes. stakes have never been so high. Yes. Hey. 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 Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, there's a... There is a lot of there's a lot of like biblical stuff and um I also know that they refer to the seven layers of hell in Dante's Inferno. I've never read Dante's Inferno. I don't care enough to do so, but um I do know that there potentially is the seven layers of hell. It'd be interesting to see if all the same people get killed with all the same stakes. Yeah. Or whether the stakes even come up next time. I kind of presume they will, but I hope they um, do. I yeah, hope they're that very your research didn't go to waste. <laughs> they're very, they're very iconic kind of things. They're hard to hide around. Um, they're not the most subtle murder weapons, so it does no. also beg the question: like, okay, where were you keeping these? Um, if you were using them and as George suggests like how were you actually like burying them into someone's skull because that would have taken a lot of strength do you have like a nail gun that like shoots them (laughs) as you have mentioned how does a stake to the knee kill someone yes like yeah you would bleed out eventually she did have no face of him I think because it's now Joe and Kumasawa who had the leg related deaths yeah, is it is it like is it less about method of death and more like that's a symbol and then they also just have to That die. could be it. You could have to just stake a dead body in a specific place. Yeah. But yeah, it's Well, it, it, it actually like... it does say like the thing is like gouge the knee and kill. So you could just stake yeah. them and then kill them do it in that order. Yeah. I mean, it depends on yeah, like... how how much you believe in the ritual, I guess. <laughs> Whether you think yeah. this is natural ritual or whether you're just doing this as a guise to carry out some very gruesome murders. Yeah. yeah. I really flip-flopped during the reading of this as well. Like, But like after reading it and like sitting on it for a couple of days, I was like, okay, so like I think it's about the kind of mm-hmm. making it 
non-magical by not believing in it and working out how it could have happened in other mm. ways but like there were some bits of it i was like surely that has to be magic how does it happen <laughs> and i was like ooh, ooh, ooh. um on God, um, and this is really funny because before we started, I even started reading, Courtney assigned me Battler as like which character I'd relate to most. On God, until the tea party, I was like, this is Kinzo. Kinzo is doing all of this, witches aren't real. It's yeah. Kinzo. <laughs> um, and, even and then you're like, this... shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I no, can't but like you now. You're you're Kenzo. You're Kenzo. By by She's literally <laughs> by the end of episode one, I had like so many theories about who could be doing what murders and how it could be humans and stuff, and then they were like, witches are real, and I was like, now what? Now what am I supposed to do? Why did yeah. I put all my theories in the bin? <laughs> but yeah. now I'm like, no, wait. We they don't have to go in the We're gonna need these. Um yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, also, uh, I'm so fucked. If if any of this game relies on me solving these murders at all, these motherfuckers are gonna die. Bo I... is gonna be released because I can't solve shit. <laughs> I have played. I have played so so many detective games, and so very few of them make you actually solve the murder <laughs> so like i think we're good <laughs> please i might have to like get a group of friends together and be like okay so here's all that i've got um i've got a, a group of people who i send my crossword clues to i'm gonna have to like make a group chat and be like okay help me solve them in <laughs> yeah well that's what this podcast is for yeah um, nice. um so i think on that note we should probably wrap up because we've recapped everything and i think we've covered everything people wanted to talk about Ooh, Ooh. i have one more i just discovered i've just discovered my kinzo is the mastermind theory that i forgot uh-huh. about which is a bit it's a bit different and it's it's a lot less fruity which saddens me sad. actually um <laughs> but it was so this this presupposes that Kinzo believes in Beatrice and the ritual mm. and stuff, but that basically he um, all his talk about there being a devil's roulette about who dies was just for the sake of the servants, and he's actually the murderer who's like killing everyone mm. himself basically, and then everything that he says like about Beatrice and like all of his kind of ravings that he does for Genji would be kind of like a way of throwing suspicion off him so that everyone just thinks like oh he's just a he's just a mad old guy who doesn't know what's going on it can't be him right um he certainly has the like he he has the knowledge to do all of the occult stuff and and Mm -hmm. like he knows Maria will like pick up on yeah. all of that although it's funny that they mentioned but... he specifically hates maria <laughs> given that she's like the one who's bought in the most to his bullshit yeah i'm like yeah i know bless him <laughs> yeah. and then then it like opens the way for like genji to be a possible accomplice mm. he might be able to find out which of the keys opened his own storehouse quite easily mm. without arousing suspicion for instance but like i'm not sure whether it i i'm not sure how well if that theory like falls apart later on a bit <laughs> yeah um 
that makes sense no mm. i it, it you're right like there is a lot that could be here uh i think it's worth i think kenzo's got a lot of suspicion on him and i think going forward he's definitely like the prime one in my sights mm. uh jokes about uh like Beatrice, Kinzo, uh, trans aside. Mm. <laughs> um, the final note I have that I wrote down, which is like mastermind play, is instead of the whole novel being about us trying to make Beatrice not real, what if the whole novel is the summoning ritual? Oh. What if we have had the first Twilight? Uh, or maybe just the first two twilights because we've had like two days in real time in the novel and what if actually instead of uh, trying to solve the mystery we're going to enact the poem long term yeah it's going to be interesting isn't it because like until we start playing episode two we don't really know what the format of the rest of it's going to look like exactly yeah like we can guess but (laughs) Um, yeah Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm only really, assuming that really we're going to be these. replaying it. <laughs> you get to be the like, evil oh little God. mastermind. Yes, I, I know exactly I what's, I know what's going on. <laughs> I can't wait till you guys like write a better novel than Umineko and we have to sit there and be like, damn, I wish it turned out like the one Rowan wrote. Yeah, that should be our that should be our um our end game is to then one up. Yeah, one up the actual solution. <laughs> Which, to be fair, would be quite difficult because I do think it is quite well written. But uh, what do I know? If if I've I've said I've said if we get ten people to listen to the podcast, I'll make a Twitter. If we get thirty people to listen to the podcast, I will write Umineko fanfic of my uh, final ending <laughs> of what I believe. And if we get fifty listeners, I'll do a live show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Where we read uh, the fanfic. Like subscribe, press the notification <laughs> button. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! We should do a live, um, live play of the fanfic. Yeah, if we get fifty listeners, I'll write sexy fanfic of Kinzo and Genshi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, cool. <laughs> so like and subscribe, press the notification button. Uh, <laughs> We're trying to hit, like, 10k subs by the end of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and, um, I don't know what Twitch next, streamers do to get you Next episode. Even. So here's my thought. We will... I will ask you to read half of it. And then if you read half <laughs> of it and think we should read the rest of it, we'll read the rest of it. If you think, no, this is enough to record yeah. with, we'll record. I'll leave a comment in the description for which one we decided to go with. If you're reading along with us. Um... Yeah, uh, it will be will yeah. be really interesting, and uh, what could possibly go wrong? Lots, <laughs> so Lots. many things. I'm excited to get all these motherfuckers killed because I can't solve anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially as we might be dead by the end of this as well. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I can hit her in my house now. There's golden butterflies <laughs> in the doorway. <laughs> What's that weird upbeat electronic music that I can it's hear? It's the music, mm. music so slaps. <laughs> I've yeah. been listening to the soundtrack as we've been recording. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, well, that concludes our hidden tea party. May you all have a pleasant day. <laughs>
Bye. I love you. <laughs>